Just before we start, guys, this is recorded off me making a video, so some of it I'm speaking as if you can see me and see what's on the screen, uh, and it's not the case, so I hope you understand. I'm, I'm doing a video, so I've just recorded a video, so there's, there's graphs and things on there that uh, I can't really put onto this podcast. Thanks, I'll get along with it. Okay, get that out of the way. How are you taxpayers, scratchers and savers? We're going to talk just a quick one tonight about uh, the Deputy Governor Michelle Bullock um, put out this review of the bond purchase program on the uh, from the Reserve Bank. She's, we've got a new Deputy Governor, the other bloke, he, he quit, you know. He couldn't handle getting dragged over the coals about everything, so... Thank you, she says, thank you for the opportunity to talk today. I'm going to use my time to talk about two issues, the review of the bond purchase program during the government shutdown and the bank's financial statements for 21-22. The two issues are related because the bond purchase program was a policy response to extraordinary economic circumstances. It had big implications for the bank's balance sheet, profits and capital. I will give you the punchlines up front. In terms of the bond purchase program, the review concludes that it broadly achieved its aims. Broadly. Everything's broadly now, guys. And uh, I've lost my place. But one result of the change in the bank's balance sheet is uh, the bank will report a substantial accounting loss in its 2021-22 annual accounts and as a consequence, negative equity. This will not, however, affect the bank's ability to operate effectively or perform its policy functions. And over the next few years, the bank will return to positive earnings and to positive equity. Well, that sounds like the first lie, sweetheart, because, you know, your governor above you, he said there was no interest rate rises till 2024. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? So I'd take that with a pinch of salt, guys. Don't worry about that. But how you can uh, have an an accounting loss and have negative equity and still operate that's a new one on me guys the bond purchase program was introduced in November 2020 as part of the bank's second package of monetary policy measures in response to the government shutdowns it was complement a complement to the yield target the term funding facility forward guidance and the very low overnight cash rate under the program, the bank purchased Australian Government Securities, AGS, and semi-government securities, SEMIs, in the secondary market to lower the structure of interest rates at maturities between five and ten years. Unlike the yield target for three-year bonds, the bond purchase program did not target a particular level of yields. Instead, it set a quantity of bonds to be purchased over a set time period. The initial program involved a purchase of 100 billion of bonds split 80-20 between AGS and SEMIs over six months at a rate of 5 billion per week. The program was extended several times, first a further 100 billion from April to September 2021 uh, at a rate of 5 billion a week, then from September to November 2021 at a rate of 4 billion a week, and finally purchases of 4 billion a week until mid February 2022, at which point the program ceased. All up, the bond purchase program resulted in the purchase of 281 billion of Australian, state and territory government bonds. 
Today, the bank released its internal review of bond purchase program that was discussed by the Reserve Bank at its board uh, September meeting. It is a fairly long document, so I won't go through it in detail. I highly recommend you read it, though. It discusses the deliberations of the bank and the board in establishing and maintaining in establishing and maintaining the program. The effects on the financial markets and economy and the financial implications for the bank. It concludes with an assessment of the program, which will first draw out a few of the key. I will first draw out a few of the key conclusions from the review. I will then discuss the financial impact of the bank's balance sheet in more detail. In assessing the bond purchase program, the review looked at its impact in four key areas. Its success in lowering bond yields, funding costs more broadly, and the exchange rate. Its, its support for economic growth and jobs. Its implications for market functioning. Its effect on the public sector balance sheet. If any commercial entity had negative equity, assets would be insufficient to meet liabilities and therefore the company would not be a going concern. No shit, Sherlock. But central banks are not like commercial entities, oh no. Unlike a normal business, there are no going concern issues with a central bank in a country like Australia. Under the Reserve Bank Act, the government provides a guarantee against liabilities of the Reserve Bank. Furthermore, since it has the ability to create money, the bank can continue to meet its obligations as they become due and so it is not insolvent. The negative equity position will therefore not affect the ability of the Reserve Bank to do its job. Let me keep going. Indeed, a number of central banks in other countries have a similar issue. Large bond portfolios that if marked to market will result in substantial accounting losses and potentially negative equity. But the Reserve Bank of Australia is unusual in using market value accounting without an indemnity from the government. For example, both the Reserve Bank and the Reserve Bank of New Zealand, sorry, the Reserve Bank of England and the Reserve Bank of New Zealand use market value accounting for securities purchased under their equivalent bond purchase programs. But their profits are in, unaffected by mark-to-market gains or losses because they are offset by a matching entity that reflects the value of their indemnity. Did you understand that? I mean, this is what I'm talking about. It's gobbledygook. We're swapping nothings for nothings. That's what it says. That's what it says. And it's all good because the government's got our back on the nothing for nothings. The, the, the nothing for nothing is so that all of that 281 billion in bonds or whatever it was, in, in, that's where the, the government, the treasury, made up a bond out of thin air and sold it to the Reserve Bank for currency that was made up out of thin air and they took that currency and tried to throw it into everyone's bank account. This caused more currency to be in circulation while they shut the economy down because everyone complied with what they said and created less goods and services, less production, more currency, higher prices. It doesn't come up in wages, guys. It goes up in loaves of bread and petrol and you know, rent and everything. Shortages and high prices by extra currency. So let's go back here just a second. Furthermore, since it has the ability to create money, it does not have the ability to create money 
It can only print currency. It can only create currency on a computer screen or print more plastic notes that are, that are intrinsically worth zero. All the digits are worth nothing without, if they're not backed by, by a sound money, by gold or silver. You know, they're, they're not kinesis. Kinesis is, a, is a, a, a digital token on the blockchain that's a weight of measurement of gold or silver, depending on whether you buy KAU or KAG. But this stuff here, this Australian dollar, is created out of nothing. It's printed, typed into a computer screen. And the Reserve Bank does it to buy government bonds in this charade. And they think that they can create money. They can't create money. They can't create a store of value. And money has to be a store of value. And, and they can't create a store of value. They can't even make a pair of shoes and sell it. They have no productive capacity whatsoever. They're just a bunch of wankers in suits sitting in a building somewhere with their hand on the neck of the Australian economy and the Australian producer and taxpayer. That's all they are. And before 1958, we didn't need the bastards. What about the future? Despite the fact that the bank can continue to operate with negative equity, the board's review is that it is important that the bank return to positive equity over time. It's like we've always been in recovery since 2008. This recovery, this recovery. Oh yeah. The board has communicated this to the government. While it has not sought a capital injection, the board has indicated to the government that it expects that future profits will be generated, will be retained by the bank until the bank's capital is restored. The Treasurer has endorsed this general approach, noting that under the Reserve Bank Act, the issue of distributions to the government is considered each year. Uh, did you say anything? No. One reason why we expect profits in the future is that the majority of the bank's domestic bonds are now carried on the balance sheet at, at a value less than those bonds will be redeemed at on maturity, so that the capital gains are expected to be realised as these bonds mature. This will add to the bank's earnings in future periods. Furthermore, the bank is continuing to earn seniorage on the bank notes it issues. And there's a bit at the bottom of the article about seniorage, but it's just another shell game, guys. And I bet they're wrong. I bet they're lying or they're wrong. There is no future profits. Not without riots. Conclusion. Let's finish it off because I've read enough of this rubbish. The bond purchase program was implemented by the bank as part of a package of measures designed to provide insurance against very bad economic outcomes as a result of government shutdowns. The bank's internal review of the, of the measures of the program suggests it has broadly achieved its aims. Just broadly. Just broadly. What are the aims? Who knows? One outcome of the bond purchase uh, and other policy measures has been that the bank will report a substantial accounting loss. Is that what you wanted, was it? Is that what you're aiming for? You broadly got there in its 2021-22 annual accounts, resulting in the bank being in a position of negative equity. This will not, however, affect the bank's ability to operate. As the bonds mature and the bank's balance sheet declines, the bank will once again return to positive earnings. These earnings will result in the bank returning to positive equity over time. Let's just repeat that so we know that we're lying. We're trying to repeat a lie. Just repeat the lie until someone goes, okay, we believe you. So, 
just like the governor said, no rate rises till 2024. I wouldn't believe a word of this bullshit coming out of Michelle's mouth. Not a word of it. They're broke. They've gone broke. And they're going to go after you to cover the shortfall. Thanks for watching, guys. I've got a solution to this. People have asked me why I don't go into politics and things like that. And I've just written a small article about that subject and uh, why you probably won't see me running for office. Take it easy. See you on the next one. How do you stop this thing? Can't even find it. I'll have to cut this bit out. Where is that fucking thing? There it is. There it is. Still lost it. There we go.